Hey, you're listening to the GGC Life Podcast. Weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. Church, if I can just encourage you, we're going to be worshipping Him forever. And when there, where there's mess in our lives here, I, I, I can often, where that becomes ruler in our lives and that takes preeminence, I can often look at that and go, where's my worship? Where's my heart? Where is God fixated in my life? Because if, he, if I'm not worshipping Him in and through all things and amongst all things, then I will be captivated by my situation, not captivated by the one who is love, the one who brings peace. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Yeah, let's not be deceived. Time is short and the the time is now, the hour is now to know him, to really know him, to really, really know him and to be known by him. Let's allow the character of God to be made prevalent in our lives. The character of God. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes we talk about the character, we talk about power and we talk about gifts or we talk about what God's saying to us or what God's doing within our lives, but the character of God, the character of God and Christ in us and what that really looks like. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. For those that um, do write notes, I know some, some people do, some don't. If you don't, that's cool. Just catch the heart. But I, I, I wanted to name this something that when you ever look back at your notes, if, that you're, if you're that kind of person, that you can read this and, and you, as you go through your notes, it will stir you up back into a place. It, may, it could be something so much as to jumpstart you back into where God's called you to be. So I've titled this message, Lord, Birth Yielding in Me. Lord, Birth yielding in me. Yielding in me. The outward work of evangelism is birth from intimacy with the Father and knowing who you are in Him and Him in you. It's love. See, the goal of our Christianity isn't church attendance. And I wanted to touch on this really quickly. Some of us see church attendance as our Christianity, but then at home with your kids, you lose it, Adam, or maybe your spouse. And somehow across the line, that, that child or that spouse looks at you and looks at your life and goes, that's Christianity. And they somehow, with the world and with everything, come to the conclusion that God must also be this way. And that's where guilt, shame, and condemnation, three elements that's not from God, that's of the world, that hits those around us where we're often trying to show love or show Christ or be Christ to them. Church attendance isn't Christianity. Christ-likeness is Christianity. Becoming love is Christianity. When someone wrongfully does something to you, love speaks better things. When Jesus saw you on your, your worst day, and I say worst day and some of you have flashbacks. That's the enemy, that's not God. All right, I just made that super clear. That's the enemy, that's not God. On your worst day, in your worst hour, Jesus sees that and still goes, son, daughter, I love you and I'm calling you to me. 
See, Christ's likeness is our Christianity. Christ in us is our Christianity. And I hope to unpack that um, with you this morning with the, with the time that we have. So if Christ's likeness is our Christianity and it's not church attendance, then therefore we must pursue pure lives. And this is like a, a super, um, uh, just, I think, intense topic because purity isn't spoken from the pulpit much at all. Our lives where we're truly pure, pure hearts, see the best in people. I'm not saying that we're perfect, but I'm saying pure lives. Where we see people as Christ sees people. Where we live and walk as Christ walked. Where we live in a constant place of repentance, but also a revelation of Christ in us, the hope of glory. Therefore, we must pursue pure lives. Yielding breeds purity. Yielding breeds purity. Yield your whole life to Jesus and in the yielding, let everything else bow to the one who is worthy. And I really feel this morning, and I won't, I'm not going to, I don't plan to talk for long and I hope that we can have some time of ministry and prayer. I love that because the Lord just wants to, he just wants to see transformation. See, Christianity, we've made Christianity about a life that benefits us not a truth that transforms us. See, Christianity is repentance combined with the truth that sets you free from you and me. So, for those note writers out there, those teachers, those ones that love to read over notes, I love that. It's not fully me, but I do like it at times. But point one, just to make it easier for you, and I I like to make it super clear, is you must know the gospel. To yield to the Spirit of God, you must know the gospel in the clearest, clearest form. You must know it. You must know the gospel. And I, I wanna read this word for word for you. Because it is by it is in him, by him, and for him that Jesus may be glorified. The pure gospel is this. God created man and woman in His image. You must understand that you were created in His image and in His likeness. The fullness of God is man and woman coming together. We chose to put ourselves as God of our lives, which leads to sin, sickness, stain. And that brings guilt, shame, condemnation. When we make ourselves God, we are unfulfilled in all things, living depressed, oppressed, and anxious. God being love and out of love, get that, He he is love and out of Himself saw the only way, there was one way possible for mankind to come back to putting God in His rightful place is by humbling Himself. The Scriptures say He humbled Himself as a man. And I want to encourage you, humble yourself, lest you let the Lord humble you. He humbled himself as a man, living perfect in the cursed world, dying the death we deserved because of his pure life lived. The cursed ground could not contain such a man. Jesus, raised from the dead, conquering death and making way for us to come back to the Father through Him. 
See, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the... No one comes to the... Except through... See, the destination, friends, isn't heaven, although that's reality. Heaven and hell is real. Heaven and hell is real. If you don't think that's a reality, heaven and hell is real. But the only way to the Father is through Christ. The destination is the Father. It's being with Him. It's back into the garden. You see, Adam and Eve, they walked with God in the cool of the day. And that's why Christ came. It's not a get out of hell free card. It's God, you're my father. And I'm walking and I'm doing life. I'm at work, I'm packing boxes or I'm you know, serving customers in a retail shop and I'm in constant communion with the Lord. I'm, I'm walking as if in the cool of the day. And Adam and Eve, they were naked, they were exposed before the fall of man. What does it mean to be naked and exposed? It means all things revealed. It's not a physical, it wasn't just a physical reality of, oh, we're naked. There was, there was great spiritual revelation there that, they were naked. Are we fully, fully revealed and exposed to God? But you might say, Josiah, like God knows everything. He knows everything, but it's different for you to show him all. Yeah? I'm going to keep reading where I was reading. Jesus raised from the dead, conquering death and making way for us to come back to the Father through him and live as Christ lived on this earth as the Holy Spirit was released through the fulfillment of the law through Jesus, that we may live free. Free, I said free. This morning, I feel there's gonna be freedom. Really, really, really strongly. I feel there's a, there's a release of freedom. You go, Josiah, what does that mean? I'm not bound. No, you're bound by yourself. You're bound by the way people see you. You're bound by the way that you feel you're, you have a reputation to uphold. You, you're bound by your boss. You're bound by those around you. You're bound by maybe spiritual strongholds that are holding you down. Headaches that you know aren't headaches, but there's just intensity in your minds. There's warfare. There's freedom this morning. Yeah? As we walk free... We walk as if in the cool of the day with our heavenly Father. That's, friends, that is the evidence of freedom. Walking in the cool of the day with your dad. In communion with him and we grow in who we were predestined to be before sin. Our created value, our purpose, our destiny and the motive of God was all restored through one sacrifice, the blood of Jesus Christ. So what's our part in this? We must deny ourself, which is the yielding of our spirit to him who lives within us. Friends, we must know the pure gospel. We cannot, we cannot, I know Heidi was saying this earlier, like, you know, we always talk about Christians going through stuff. It's funny, like, it's like a, it's like you ask, a, um, you know, someone else, oh, how are you going? Oh, I'm going through stuff, you know. And it's like, it's always like this battle. It's always this life of battle. I'm not saying we don't go through stuff. I could, I could give you a book of issues and stuff that I've, you know, that, you know we, I've gone through or we've gone through and there's stuff that I've seen, stuff that's happened. I could give you a book, but see, the book doesn't determine who I am. See, I can see something for what it is, but live outside of that. 
See, I can walk in the cool of the day with the Father, free, and understands that situations are happening around me. Because they're not what they're, 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 I'm walking with the Father, I'm not walking with them. I was driving the other day, and um, I don't often, I, I, I don't ever do this. Um, actually, I um, lovingly like laugh at Sophie because we, we have this background joke of like looking at the sun, and you know how you hear people say, Have you ever looked at the sun? And you know, you get blinded, and it's such a beautiful revelation. I was driving, and I probably shouldn't have done it whilst I was driving, but I was looking at the sun, and I, I was partially blinded by the sun. And the thing is, when you look at light, and I'm looking, I got these all these beautiful spotlights on me, and I, I can look at the spotlight, and if I look for long enough, I look around, and there's just a spotlight in my vision everywhere I look. Much like the Lord, when He is the only thing that we behold, everything else is blinded. Everything else, everything else bows to Christ in you. Everything else. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Him, His life lived. But what that means for you is that there is freedom because of the Spirit of God that now lives within you. So friends, my prayer for you this morning is that you leave today free from you. Free from your boss. Free from feeling the need to be thanked if you serve here. And you just, maybe I'll pick on the cleaning team. You just clean the toilets and you're just like scrubbing the toilets and you're like, this is disgusting. Like there's just wee stains and there's all sorts of hairs and things and it's just gross. It's gross. No one likes it, but it's true. We all know it. And you're cleaning the toilets and you come out of the toilets and you know, there's a group of people and you're like, oh, maybe they'll thank me. And maybe they do, but then you've received your recognition in full. Man, would I wish to live free from any opinion, any, any, anyone. Friends, I can tell you this, to be free is to not be bound by the opinions of those around you. But to be bound to Him, we're called to be bondservants to the Lord. Bondservant really is to mean to be, to mean to be a slave. So I don't speak, and I'm gonna read the Scriptures soon, I don't speak to say we're called to be free and we're just free and we're willy-nilly. No, we're called to be free, but a bondservant and a willing slave unto the King, unto God. So in all and through all, I live a life worthy of the call. I live a life where I lay down my life. People look at love and they go, well, they don't love me back. I, didn't, I said, I love you. They didn't say love you back. It just sounds like we, we, we created this culture of love as if love's for you. No, love is selfless. Love keeps no record of wrong. Love keeps, love, love, love gives. Love lays down its life. See, if I were to say, I love you to get something, I really love you for my sake, and that's not really love. That's I like you, and I'm gonna put love on the end of it. I like you, but I don't love you. Because I loved you, I'd lay down my life. If I loved you and you needed a, a uh, you were unwell, I'd go out of my way to go make sure you get groceries. If you're unwell, I'm gonna go out of my way to go, hey, can I, how can I make your life easier? How can, I, how can I serve you? How can I best love on you? Like what love lays down its life. And man, uh, please hear my heart. I, I, I genuinely do love you. 
And if, if, if the shoe fits and you're, you're offended by what I'm saying and you're like just last week or just yesterday, you were saying I love you to your spouse or I love you to the kids and it was simply to get your way, allow the Lord to convict you and just walk away from it and go, duh, that's not who I am. And just allow, capture that, right? Sometimes we hear something and we go, oh my gosh, I just this oppression, this guilt, this shame, this condemnation, none of that is from God. See, God's a God of love and His love is everlasting. His love is beyond our mind can even comprehend. So when I speak the words that I'm saying, if it brings conviction, just go, duh, oh, I, shouldn't, I should have known that. I, I, sh- I should love not for my sake, but for their sake. So I'm gonna capture that revelation and go, that's not who I am. I'm just gonna walk where I'm called to walk. Because I promise you, sometimes we go, oh, I'm so, I'm so convicted by this word. I'm just gonna walk out of this building sad and and feeling like God's just really upset with, with me. No, God sees better in you. Love sees better for someone. If I see someone and they're going through stuff, I don't see them for what the stuff that they're going through. I see them for who they can become. That's what love do, does. Love sees better in, in, in those around them. So I haven't even got to finish that paragraph, but we need to deny ourselves yeah, and the gospel isn't a get out of hell free card. It's a way back to the Father. It's walking with Him. Come on. So point number one is you must know the gospel. You must know the gospel. He came to save that which was lost, which was your created value and who you are, your purpose, your potential, your destiny, the motive of God's all restored through one sacrifice, Jesus. You must know that gospel. That you are called to not just go to heaven one day, although that's real, although eternity is a real reality. Eternity is a reality, but we must understand, friends, that our calling is to walk with God here now. All right, point number two. And if we can get the scripture on screen, Galatians 5.13. Holy Spirit brings freedom. Say freedom, church. Freedom. I want it on screen so we can read it together. I'm going to be in someone's way, so I apologize in advance. All right. So for ye, brethren. All right, let's just, I'm so sorry. I know we spoke about this last time. Can we get NIV? Let's do NIV. Make it easier for people. All right. For ye, brethren, my brothers. All right. So you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. There's the evidence. Jesus said, well, Paul's saying, uh, you are called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, so that, that point there, I, I, we, we were sharing earlier, just, it's one thing to be free. So I'm not saying, oh, just, well, stuff everything. I'm just gonna live how I wanna live and, you know, and God will forgive me. Like, yes, God's gonna forgive you if you live repented. You, you must repent. But don't indulge in the flesh. Rather serve one another humbly in love. Next verse. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. How can you love your neighbor if you don't love yourself? What does it mean to love yourself? To know your worth. To know the value that you hold. See, it is that Jesus left everything from above in the heavenlies. 
He humbled himself as a man for you and for me. We must understand who we are as children of God. Love your neighbor as yourself. You cannot, friends, you cannot love your neighbor. And if you feel like you're struggling to love those people around you, and I've had conversations with people like, Josiah, I just struggle with this person. You really need to get back to loving you. I'm not talking in a selfish way, but I'm talking the way to love you, yourself, is to know who you are and your value. Because it's a skewed vision. It's a skewed perspective. It's a skewed uh, lens that sees yourself and sees everything that's what, it's everything outside of what God has for you. See, God sees you and goes, I have purpose. I love this person. I have a vision for their life. Even if you haven't walked in vision for the last 40 years of your life, God still has vision for your life. The track is still there. You may be walking here, but the track is still there. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Next verse. So I say, walk by the Spirit. What does it mean to walk by the Spirit? It means to be yielded with the Spirit. It means to do communion with the Spirit. It means to walk by the Spirit. That's what it is, friends, to yield. And we're going to continue. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The byproduct, the byproduct of walking with the Spirit is not fulfilling the desires of the flesh. If you struggle with sin, and I know there's a few, I know there's a lot of us in this room that struggle. I'm talking like you, you feel like it's a battle. You wake up and it's a battle. Walk by the Spirit and a byproduct of that is not walking by the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. And the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. You can only live by one or the other. They're in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. Next verse. But if you are led by the Spirit, so I'm yielded, if I'm yielded to something, I'm then le- therefore led by it. Or if I lead and I, and I incorporate the Spirit, I'm led by myself, my fleshly desires, and who I see myself to be, and every now and then I go, hey God, what are you saying? But I'm not yielded to the Spirit. If you are yielded to the Spirit, you are therefore led by the Spirit. You are not under law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. I love how we makes this point. You know when you're stuffing up. It's obvious. If you drop a swear word, you know, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that word. If you go cheat on your spouse, you know you just did something wrong. But conscience becomes seared and one, one stumbling block after another after another becomes numb and becomes numb and becomes none. I have I have really bad calluses on my hand, right? From going to the gym. Really bad. I'm talking like the, my hands are gross. You touch them, it's like it just there's no sensitivity. That's much like our spirit when it is seed. Sexual immorality. If you look at all the books in this New Testament, when the sins listed, often sexual immorality is the first one listed. Why? Because no one counterfeits a $5 bill. No one counterfeits a $20 bill. They go after the 50, they go after the 100. Sexual immorality. I can tell you right now, and I can say this with, with authority and power because I, I understand my conviction in Christ, but there's many people this morning that are in a constant state of struggle with sexual immorality. And it's not, it's not, the, it's not Jesus bringing a condemnation. 
But he's saying, hey, I have a life that brings freedom. And there is freedom in me. And you can live free from yourself. You can live free from the guilt. You can live free from shame. And it's all in me. Impurity. Debauchery. If I can pronounce that right. Idolatry. If you look at your best friend's spouse and you go, oh, they're so nice. They always make dinner. They always clean the house and they always do this. I wish you did that. That's idolatry. That's idolatry, friends. Stop comparing your spouse. Stop comparing to the church next door. Stop comparing to, oh, like my supervisor always gets us to do extra work and that supervisor is always really lenient. Again, we're still, like, we're still idolizing something else. We're putting, we're putting something else as God over our lives and not God. And envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. So the byproduct of yielding to the Spirit is being led by the Spirit. And the byproduct of being led by the Spirit is a release of love. If you struggle to love your neighbor, friends, it is yielding to the Spirit of God. Joy, peace. If you need peace and and you're struggling and you're like, I really, I need need peace. Like for some of you in this room, I I can feel it. That it's just like I'm I'm living in a constant state of anxiety. Yielding to the Spirit of God. What does that mean, Side of yield? It means to be consciously aware of Him, His presence in all things and through all things. We, we, we went back into worship. Why? Because I want us to never forget that our life is a constant state of ongoing worship. We're forever worshiping. A prayer, it's just to pray without ceasing. To pray without ceasing isn't to just, our Father, hallowed be your name, and just one after the other and just repeat. No, it's a constant awareness and a constant communication with the Lord. Peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's a big one. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, or envy each other. Just go back that, that slide before, please.
something that we call a curse or something that I'm just stuck with, brother, is, is, not, is not a curse or is not something that you're bound by, but it's actually a willful decision that we make every single day. Maybe we need to die to our flesh and submit and yield to the Spirit of God. All right, so number one was know the gospel. Know the pure gospel. Number two, Holy Spirit brings freedom. And number three is go. Replicate the image. And we're going to close with this. I'm going to read just in Revelation 6. We won't turn there, but Revelation 6, 12. When he opened the sixth seal, I looked, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth. Herman, if you can help me out. The full moon became like blood, and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as the fig tree shed its winter fruit when shaken by a gale. The sky vanished like a scroll that is being rolled up. Friends, when Jesus returns, the sky is going to tear open, and behold, the King of Kings, Jesus, a man, is going to descend. Time is short. Time is short. So we, as believers, as we know the gospel, as we live free, we then must go and we must replicate the image. Two Corinthians five eleven to twenty one. Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others what we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in heart. If we are out of mind, as some say, it is for God, and if we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that once died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him. Get that. And he died for all. That those who live should no longer, what? Live for themselves. But for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from our worldly point of view. Though we were once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Verse 17, therefore, therefore. If you see a therefore in the word, you must go, why is it therefore? Go back, read. If anyone is in Christ, that is you, friends. You're in Christ. The new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. It's not a changed life, it's a new one. So when you say, oh, um, I used to be that person, or I used to live in this, that's what you once were, but that person's dead, that person no longer exists. If someone comes to me and goes, I remember when you were like that one day, I go, oh, that person's dead, I don't know them anymore. I can't identify. Sometimes for the sake of humility, we give examples of the way that we used to live and we call, we call it humility, but that's not humility. That's a justification to attempt to live out of the flesh or out of something that you once were not, that thing's not really dead if you can even call it your history. Therefore, reckon yourself dead to sin, but alive in Christ, knowing well the gospel and with the spirit yielded to the Holy Spirit. Go therefore and share the gospel. Go, replicate the image that the image of God can be made manifest. 
manifests. Uh, no, I'm reading the wrong paragraph. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. When someone does wrong by you, friends, the message of reconciliation still exists. If you have offense in your heart, you really need to let it go because it is poison. You are drinking poison. If I say offense and you're thinking of your spouse, your sister, your, your family, your work colleague, you are drinking poison and you are slowly dying. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. To be reconciled to God is to yield to Him. To replicate the image. God made man and woman in His image and in His likeness. And He said, go therefore and multiply. It wasn't just to reproduce and have babies, although that's true. It was to replicate the image. Dogs create dogs. Cats create cats. A disease will create disease. It may even mutate and become worse but it creates after its own kind. We were born into Adam and Eve. We were born in a sin. That's why you can see toddlers sometimes lie to their parents or just out of anger go maybe hit another kid. You go, how could that happen? We were born into Adam. We were born into a cursed world. But we are born again. We have new life. We are born again. Friends, we have new Life. Friends, we are born again. We have new life. What does that mean? Go therefore and replicate the image of God. Go replicate Christ. Go make disciples. Go out. Evangelism is a byproduct of love. Evangelism is a byproduct of knowing who you are in Him and Him in you. Sharing Christ wherever you go. It's not an event, although we can have incredible events. It's not a mission, although we have incredible missions. It's knowing who you are, being loved by the Father and loving Him. And when you're out at lunch, you're just sharing, hey, this is Christ. This is who you're called to be. Sometimes we, 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 we share Jesus and, the, and we share Christianity out of a get, a, a get out of hell free card. Although that's true, although we, you're out of hell and you're now saved, man, it is so much, there's so much more power and so much more weight and there's freedom from the start. Some of us here have to come into this, but there's freedom from the start to go, wow, I'm a son of God. I was made in His image and His likeness. And now His spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you want to come stand to our feet. Let not Christianity, friends, please hear my heart. Let not Christianity be church attendance. Let it not be a show. Let it not be something that you just do, but let it be who you are. Let Christianity be a truth that transforms you and gives you new life. So go and become love. Become love. Now, um, I understand it's 12. 
So I'm gonna just I'm just gonna pray, and then um, I'm gonna release you, and I'm gonna just call out a couple of things for those that want to receive ministry and just feel like God wants to do a couple of things. So, Father, we love you. We exalt your name. We thank you, God, for who you are and who you are in us. We love you. We worship you. We surrender our lives. We yield to you, Holy Spirit. Breed holiness in us. Breed purity in us. Let our eyes be fixated on you. Father God, we love you. Have your way in your church. Bring up a church that sees only you. A mature church that has their eyes fixed on Jesus. And that nothing else matters. Everything that was done this morning, Lord, we thank you that you seal it in the hearts of these men and women here. Seal it, Lord, and bring love and grace to those that are feeling condemned, God. There's no condemnation in you. You love them. Thank you that there's a release of your love. And we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. been listening to the GGC Life Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.